<clears throat> we welcome everyone here to our worship service here at 904 Lawrence Avenue. It's good to see those who are uh, visiting with us this morning. Well, as I look around, I don't see any uh, visiting faces if I'm overlooking you, but uh, looks like all Lawrence Avenue and home folk this morning. So it's good to be here in the land of the living on this beautiful, beautiful fall Lord's Day uh, that God has blessed us with. So we are uh, are thankful for God being with us on this day and all the blessings that he gave us last week and the blessings that he will bestow upon us this week. So we are thankful to God for this chance and privilege to come together. <clears throat> See a lot of empty seats, so hopefully they will be filled before uh, service time, but it's good to see everyone here this morning. <clears throat> our announcements. Brother Steve McLaren has been released from a home. He is now home, uh, recovering. Uh, he learned he has a pinched nerve in his leg and also a damaged disc in his back uh, from an episode several months ago. So uh, he's thankful that they found that and now receiving medication and therapy that should relieve his pain. So keep him uh, in your prayers. He, Sends his love and misses being here, so keep him in your prayers for his healing and recovery. <clears throat> Sister Pillar's granddaughter Alicia uh, is much better released from home, uh, released from hospital, and now she is home. <clears throat> also, it's good to see Sister Darlene Jones uh, this morning, uh, who had been out. Uh, dealing with her, her illness and glad that she's much better and we missed you, her sister. <clears throat> Brother Timmy Jones this morning is visiting uh, on today. It's why we don't see him. The Fall Fest event, there are flyers on the back table for our Fall Fest. So Fall Fest consists of uh, activities and games, uh, uh, wagon ride and corn maze and things of the fall time uh, that will take place, uh, that we're going to rather, on October the 21st. Uh, it is at the Lucky Lad Farms in Eagleville, Tennessee. So just a beautiful time to enjoy uh, fall time together with all of Lawrence Avenue. <clears throat> it is $16 per person uh, for the day and we will be there at 2 p.m. So if you need transportation, let Brother Ernest Davis know. Uh, not sure if we're trying to take the vans in those conditions or not, but we will kind of organize that. Uh, but if you need transportation, let Brother Ernest Davis know. Uh, 2 p.m., the scheduled time to be there in Eagleville. For all uh, children and youth, uh, the expenses are paid from the youth budget. So. Hope to have a, a beautiful day and a good turnout. <clears throat> Need at least 20 people to get uh, that price of $16. Other than that, it's more than that. So uh, pick up a flyer from the back table, uh, and you can Google if you want to uh, the Lucky Land Farms and see all of the activities uh, that consist of for their fall fest. <laughs> Coming in is Brother Robert McLean. <clears throat> Everybody's turning around. Uh, good to see your dad. He's, he's, he's looking around and waving. Him and Stacy have been truly missed. Ask about all the time. 
prayed for all the time. And we're thankful for that and good to see him this morning. He said he was going to try to make it today. He comes in and gets that back seat right there. <laughs> and that's all right. Uh, good to have you here, Dad, today. <clears throat> pictures, again, reminder, pictures for all teachers. And that also includes if you were teaching uh, during the COVID shutdown, we want you also to be a part of the pictures because we are hoping, Lord's willing, to get back uh, to our classes of such. So pictures for all teachers and the youth committee, uh, got van drivers already, and song leaders, all this as we close out for our new directory. So after service, teachers for the youth committee, uh, pictures for the youth committee, teachers and uh, song leaders, please. Uh, Sister Geraldine Walker is not feeling well today. That's why we don't see her. Uh, and my wife, Sister Tara McLean, uh, began to have a, a bad coughing spell when she got here this morning and had to be taken back home to keep her in prayer. <clears throat> Brother Jerry Hathaway, he is having knee surgery on this coming Tuesday, so we want to keep him in our prayers. <clears throat> a thank you note to the Lawrence Avenue congregation. Thank you so much for sharing our love to Brother Alvin on his uh, memorial, on his, uh, <laughs> uh, birthday, I'm gonna skip the other one, okay, I'm gonna skip that, on his birthday, <laughs> on his birthday, uh, 60 years old, big 6-0, uh, last week we are so grateful uh, for your love and for your care, always the Bell family, and thank you so much for sharing that birthday, and uh, thank you, Sister Deborah, for allowing us to share that uh, with your family and him. Order service this morning. Our singing, Brother Trenton Moore, our scripture and prayer, Brother William Kentz, uh, our sermon, Brother, Brother Arnold Spivey, prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother James King, and our closing prayer, Brother William Carruthers. Taking up the uh, collection, Brother Tyrone Moore and Brother Danny Gift. And a reminder also, make sure that you check your phones and put your phones on silent or cut them off, please, as we do not want disruptions from our worship service. <laughs> Encourage all again to be a part of our Bible classes, and we appreciate the teachers for the tremendous job that they do for our Bible studies uh, on Lord's Day morning at 9. Uh, and also on Wednesdays uh, at 10 a.m., uh, at 7 p.m., and 7.15 p.m. for those who cannot get out. So be a part of our Bible studies. Uh, many of you are also being able to continue to listen to uh, Brother Kent's Bible study uh, on evening time. So we appreciate the efforts of teachers, and let us be hearers of God's word. We thank you for your time and attention. Let us now prepare for our morning worship. This morning we'll be singing out of the Praise for the Lord handbook. In our first page, we'll notice is page 977. Page 977, the battle belongs to the Lord. It's page 977. 
Enfin, blessing. In heavenly armor will enter the land, the battle belongs to the Lord. No weapon that's fashioned against us will stand, the battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. When the power of darkness comes in like a flood, the battle belongs to the Lord. He's raised up a standard, the power of his blood, the battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, Power and strength to the Lord. When your enemy presses in hard, do not fear. The battle belongs to the Lord. Take courage, my friend, your redemption is near. The battle belongs to the Lord. And we sing glory, honor, power and strength to the Lord. And we sing glory, Honor, power, and strength to the Lord. All right, let's please notice page 898. It's page 898. Unto the O Lord. It's page 898. All found, let us sing. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Oh my God. I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. Remember not the sins of my youth. Remember not the sins of my youth. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. We never learned scripture in your prayer. Good morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Scripture, 
comes from the book of Luke. The chapter is 23, and the verses are 39 through 43. Luke 23, verses 39 through 43, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. And the text reads, Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Bless God's holy and divine word, Father. Thank you for this word. Uh, let us all persevere and do those things that God would have us to do. Let us go to God's throne in prayer at this time. Let us all pray together. <clears throat> Mighty and most merciful God, we humbly approach your throne of grace in awe and trepidation, that, that trepidation being the, the respect, Father, that we collectively and individually hold for you, Father, in our faith walk this day and every day. Father, we, we put ourselves in a recognition and a position that you are the creator and we are the creature. Let us take that remembrance as we go through this service today. Let us uh, listen to the word and let it seek deep into our heart, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you for all the many blessings you bestow upon us, Father. Amen. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, and our Savior, Father, if we do those things and follow your will and your way, Father. We, we have the promise of the opportunity to serve eternity with you in heaven and glorify you, Father, in all ways. What a blessing that is, Father, to be called a child of God and to be able to call you our Father. Father, we, we recognize that, that we stumble, Father. We, we stumble, but... It is our responsibility, as you have told us, to get up when that happens, Father, recognizing your power and your grace in doing so, Father, and coming back to you. Father, forgive us of all the, the sins we have committed along the way this, this last time since we've met, Father, Amen. knowing that you will forgive us if we truly repent and seek a closer walk with you, and that's the greatest gift of all. Thank you for that, Father. Thank you for that this day. Father, we come for those who do not know you yet, recognizing the, the sin in this sin-cursed world and, 
the hate and the deprivation and the difficulties and the wars and the struggles and the disasters that are always present, Father. Uh, please uh, help those in need at this time, Father, as we know you can. Father, lift up the sick. Lift up those who are mentally challenged on this day, Father, and, and give them all those things they stand in need of, Father. Help us along life's journey. We know you will through your, your son and, and through the spirit, Father. When we recognize the, the holiness, Father, of, of you, Father, and come to you, you will bless us and keep us as you always have. Father, we thank you for this day. We pray for your manservant who will stand behind this sacred desk and bring to us your word, Father. <clears throat> uh, help us to take that word out to a dying word and bring souls to you, for that is our great commission and our blessing. Give us the zeal and the commitment to do that. We pray for each soul gathered here this day. Help us all to do your will and work in your garden and be those children that you would have us to be. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most gracious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 If you'd like the marker of a song of invitation, be page 29. All to Jesus I surrender. If you'd like to mark it, a song of invitation, be page 29. Now listen to this page 819, 819, I shall not be moved. It's page 819. All found? Let's sing. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. In his love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in him confiding, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. Though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved just like a tree. That's planted by the wall. Altars, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. 
I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. I shall not Good morning, and welcome, welcome home. You know, contrary to, to what the world says, there is a reality in serving the true and living God. So as I look out this morning, there, there should be a smile on every face, because while the world has attempted to beat us down, this should be a place of solace where we can come in and we can just put everything else on hold and we can concentrate on doing as the Bible has commanded and as God has commanded, and that is worshiping him in spirit and in truth. He is a good God, truly a good God, for he has once again given us another opportunity to do as we previously said, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. And he has given us another opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. And we appreciate Brother Bell for coming back this morning <laughs> to be with us. And I talked to Brother Glenn and he said, you know, Paul Festival, youth goes up to 60. So uh, turnout should be a little bit greater. Let's go back and look at our scriptural text again this morning, taken from the book of Luke, verse, chapter 23 and verses 39 through 43, as we concentrate on our task this morning. And here the Bible says, Then one of the criminals who were hanged blasphemed him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other, answering, rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, seeing you are under the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then Jesus said to him, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me 
in paradise. I looked at these verses of scripture because a lot of times when I'm at work, you know, or, or we're, we're watching TV, we'll even see a lot of athletes. They'll give their interview or they'll be on the field and they'll have this big cross hanging around their neck. You could be out walking around and you'll see people with the big crosses hanging around their neck. But the attitude and the lifestyle that they display doesn't match up with what the cross represents. The cross is a symbol of our Christian faith, if you will. You know, churches have crosses up in the steeple, you know, and we... And we see them sometimes in little stickers stuck on cars. And, and, and like we said, we even have them, you know, as, as jury. But when we really think about it, it's not really the cross. It's the Savior that was crucified on the cross. So in most cases, we, we have forgotten really what it represents. In other words, church... Many want to wear the cross, but few want to bear the cross. It's easy to wear it, but it's hard to bear it. Because we forget sometimes, when I say what the cross represents, we forget the pain and the agony and the suffering that Christ went through on the cross. See, sometimes we give more validity to the cross, which was just an instrument, than we give to the Savior that was on the cross. We, we, we'll put that cross around our neck, and then we, we expect God to do something for us just because we have that, that cross around our neck. We have glamorized it so much that we really forget, as we said before, what it represents. And at some point, as children of God, we have to get fed up with what the world is saying. And we have to get filled up with the Spirit. Because see, the world will, 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 will tell us a whole bunch of stuff, and the problem today is, is that we as children of God are going right along with it. Same-sex marriages, we're going right along with it. But at some point, we, we got to get fed up and we got to get filled up with the Spirit. And I can't think of a, of a better way to, to focus and to get filled up with the Spirit than to go back to Calvary. Because if we go back to Calvary, then we now can not only focus on the cross, but we can focus on the Savior as well that was on the cross. And as we drift back to Calvary, you'll see that there were three crosses. Can you see them? Mm -hmm. I know some of us, like myself, might take us a little, a little while longer to, to drift back. It's easy for us to drift off, but it's a little bit harder to drift back. So when you get there, just, just blink a little bit. But as we Go back to Calvary, there were three crosses. There was one cross of rejection. There was one cross of reception. 
and there was a cross of redemption. If you can still picture those three crosses, they were criminals on both sides of Christ. Those criminals represent humanity. They represent some of us that are here this morning because we're either going to fall in one or two groups. We're going to be on the cross of rejection or we're going to be on the cross of receiving. But I want to focus in this morning is the man in the middle. So let's use for a topic this morning, the man in the middle. Because we forget about him sometimes. But without him, we'd still be men most miserable. So as we look at this, this cross this morning, and as we concentrate on the man on the middle, let's look back at verse 39. And in verse 39, the Bible says here now, and one of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. He railed on him. He blasphemed him. He says, now, if you be the Christ. See, he, 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 he represents those of us today who, who, who are not sorry, who are not repentant in their sins. He was only focused on his own issues. And if you find yourself this morning having not accepted Christ as your personal Savior, this is your cross. You're still hanging on that cross of rejection. Every day you live your life, you're living your life blaspheming him. Because in your mind, what you're saying is now, if thou be the Christ, and we know that he is. But he, he says something very interesting to Jesus. He says, now, if thou be the Christ, sa save yourself and save us. But little did he know that's what Christ was doing. Christ was saving him. Christ was saving us on the cross. So it's a little play on words here. Now, if you be the Christ, save us. Save yourself. And I can just see Christ now just shaking his head saying, if you only knew. If you only knew. Because you see, that was Christ's purpose in coming to him. If we go back to Christ when he was talking to Zacchaeus in Luke 19 and 10, he says, now for the Son of Man has come to do what? To seek and to save that which was lost. When he was over in John chapter 12 and verse 27 in the garden, he says, Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, he says, Now save me from this hour, but for this cause I came until this hour. And now as, as he hangs between the twilights, he is fulfilling God's redemptive plan. But this man is blaspheming his Savior. So we need to check ourselves 
this morning. See, this man, he had every opportunity to be saved. But he suffers from the same problem that a lot of the world suffers from today, and that is that they can't focus on what they need to focus on. So we can focus on everything else, and it becomes priority in our lives. But we never take time to focus on our soul. You see, it has to spend an eternity somewhere. And it's the man in the middle that can make all of the difference. But this man was concentrating only on himself. And you see, and when we sin, when we live a lifestyle of sin, we're doing the same thing. <clears throat> we're just focusing on ourselves. As long as it makes me feel good, then I'm going to keep doing it. But a day is coming. He was focused on the temporary. I want you to catch this. Instead of eternity. See, when you live a life of sin, you're really not worried about what's coming. You're just only living for the moment. And this man says, now if thou be, save us. Brother Ernest, can you go over to Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27 for me? And as it is appointed unto men, once mm -hmm. to death, but after this, the judgment. See, that's to everybody. And if you have not accepted Christ, you're already condemned. But this man had every opportunity, but he rejected Christ. And so now he's a picture of a person that's going to be dying without hope. He was being crucified because of his deeds. And you see, he, he, he faced earthly consequences for his sins, but before the day was over, he was going to have to face eternal consequences. Why are you telling me that, Brother Spivey? I'm telling you that because, see, tomorrow is not promised. So the way that you leave here is the way that you're going to stand before him. So it's important that you get it right today. Because you've got to spend an eternity somewhere. Brother Ernest, can you read Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 for us? For the wages <clears throat> of sin is death, mm -hmm. but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And I want to impress upon you that the man didn't really deserve salvation, but the opportunity was there. He was guilty. Deserved to die, but the man in the middle was willing to give him an eternal pardon, but he rejected it. Can you see yourself sitting on death row? And the governor calls and says, you know what, I'm going to give you a pardon. And you say, no, that's all right. That's all right. I like it here. I know that my time is short, but I, I, I like it here. 
I like what my end result is going to be, so governor, click. I don't even want your part. Does that make sense? No. But if you have not accepted Christ Jesus, you're saying the same thing every day. Because, see, redemption is available every single day in Christ Jesus and the man on the middle. But if you hang up on him when he calls, you just gave your pardon away. Now, unlike the governor, when the governor does it, he's just going to write it on a piece of paper. And if you don't want it, you can tear it up. But when God offers you a pardon, it carries much more weight. Because, see, on death row, you know one day your time is going to be up. Yeah. On this side of life, your time is going to be up, and you've got to spend an eternity somewhere. And the man in the middle makes all the difference. In the world, the man in the middle. See, Jesus came to pay a debt, as we've seen, that he didn't owe. And it's a debt that we couldn't pay. Now, we say that a lot, but do we really understand what's going on? See, God required something special in our place. And it was a debt that, that, that we could not pay in our sinful condition. But Christ Jesus, being without spot, being without blemish, in accordance with God's will, agreed to be our sacrifice. He paid our debt. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd be happy if somebody just paid off my mortgage. <laughs> I'd be happy if somebody just paid off my car note. But, 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 but here it is, the man in the middle, willing to pay off all of our sin. And we turn out back. See, that's why it makes it hard for us sometimes to go from place to place, because we're carrying too much stuff. We're carrying too much baggage. But see, Jesus, the man in the middle, was there on the cross for that man's sins, and he's still there today for our sins. We just got to believe in him. But as we pan our view to the other side of Christ, there was a cross of reception. When we look at verse number 41, it says now, but the other answering rebuked him, saying, does thou not fear God? Seeing that we are, what, in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. In other words, we're going to get what we deserve. But now this man, the man in the middle, has done nothing wrong. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. This is one of the most beautiful stories in the Bible. This day, 
you shall be with me in paradise. Every child of God can hear that echoing. Today, you can be with me in paradise. Today, you can be with me in paradise. I love to hear it because, see, I don't know what tomorrow holds. So it may come a day, and there will come a day when I can say and I can hear, you will be with me in paradise. And the reason why I like this church is because of the simplicity of the salvation hmm. that he got. The guy that was hanging there did not have to have a degree in theology. Mm -hmm. He didn't have the opportunity to say, you know what, Jesus, hold on. Let me go clean up my life. He couldn't have done it anyway. He didn't say, hold on, I've got some work to do. I need to work my way up into heaven. He could have tried, but he wouldn't have been able to do it. He didn't have to come down front and say some long prayer, or he, he didn't have to come down front and put his hand on something and say the sinner's prayer. Hmm. He just simply trusted in Jesus. But not only did he trust in him, but he cried out. He cried. He cried out. He knew that there was something else that he needed. And he said, Lord, remember me. Don't you want him to remember you? The last thing you want is to get there and have him say, you know what? Hmm. Depart from me. I never even knew you. But I kept saying, Lord, Lord, Lord. So why did you not do the things that I said? So the man in the middle, church, do you know the man in the middle? Now, I'm a basketball fan. And, 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 you know, I used to be an old Chicago Bulls fan. And the commentator will come on there and say, and now the man in the middle. Because, see, everything revolves around the man in the middle. All of our salvation, all of our redemption revolves around the man in the middle. So you got to get to know the man in the middle. If you ride around here sometimes during Easter, you will see the three crosses. But it's the one that's in the middle that has made all of the difference. I want you to listen to what he said. Now, he says now, do you not fear God? If you have not accepted Christ, then I'm asking you the same thing this morning. Do you not fear God, because he says, now seeing that thou art in the same 
condemnation. And that's true. If you have not accepted Christ, then you are already condemned. And I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm just trying to get you to know that there's still room at the cross. And he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. So there's still room for you. And not to scare you again, but now, the man still paid for his earthly sins. Now, he said, we received the due reward of our deeds. Now, he still suffered for what he had done on this side. He still experienced physical death. But he had the promise of eternal life. What about you this morning? See, physical death is coming. We've had a lot of death here in the past years. This past year, as a matter of fact, that's the physical side. Now, sometimes people are more afraid of the physical side than the spiritual side. But as my old supervisor would say, dead is dead on this side. But see, your soul has to live on somewhere. And that's why I'm glad that I not only know the man in the middle, but I have accepted him as my personal savior. Because the Bible says what? Even the devils know and tremble, but they don't obey. And that's what happens to us sometimes. The world looks at us, and they say, he said he's a child of God, but he can't be being obedient to the word. Because I see him in the same place as I go. I see him doing the same things that I do. So why should I change my lifestyle to be like you when you've changed your lifestyle to be like me? We're just going to keep it real. But that man's life was changed because of what Jesus did, right? Jesus is never far away. Salvation is always at hand. You know, one of my uh, favorite shows that didn't stay on long, it was called Hunted. And where you would try to hide, you know, they give you like 24 hours, they give you a head start, and then all these people would try to hunt you down. And they change your, they change their name and they change their address, but ultimately, they be found. Some of us are the same way. We run, and we run from God. We try to change our names. We try to change our addresses, but we never change what's on the inside until we accept the man in the middle. So just like on hunted, a day is coming. He's going to find you because you can't hide from him. He sees and he knows everything. So we might as well stop running. His life was changed because what Jesus was doing next to him. Your life can be changed as well. But before that change can come, church, you got to accept him and you got to call out to him. 
And that same redemption is offered to you. Amen. But now, as we close down our peripheral vision and we focus in on that cross that's in the middle, you see, that's the cross of redemption. Because the Bible says in verse 44, it says now, and it was about the sixth hour, and there was darkness all over the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. John 19 and 30 says, now, when Jesus cried out, he cried out, he said, it's finished. What was finished? God's plan of redemption. See, redemption was in Christ Jesus. We, 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 we are delivered from sins by the blood of Jesus Christ. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 1. In verse 7, we are delivered from our sins by the precious blood of Jesus. Amen. Ephesians 1 and, and verse 7 says, says now here, re, we, we have redemption through the blood of Jesus. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. So when Jesus cried out, it's finished. It meant that it was paid in it was finished. It was ended. It was complete. It was concluded. It was paid in full. So in other words, it speaks of a debt being discharged. In other words, have you ever paid off a bill and the person behind the counter has this big stamp and they stamp that thing on there and it says paid in full. If you have accepted the man in the middle when he flips through the pages and he comes to your name, beside it, it should say, pay in full. Pay in full. So when I look beside your name and it still says, you owe, you owe. You owe. You better get that debt paid in full. Because, see, unlike on this side where, where, where you collect interest, when a day comes, that debt's going to have to be paid in full. And see, so you don't know when you're going to hear. You don't know when the reaper is coming. You don't know when death is going to show up for you. So you've got to make sure that all of your debts are paid in full. Because the Bible says now the wage of sin is death. Now, if you want to pay yours off that way, but when I look beside my name, I want to see where the Savior has stamped on there paid in full. 
you know how you feel when you pay the bill off. Mm -hmm. You know, your clothes fit a little better. Yeah, he said you walk around a little taller, you put your hand in your pocket and you can jingle some change uh -huh. knowing that it's not going to the man. Uh -huh. I can keep this. Uh -huh. But if you feel good about that, you ought to feel good when you open it up and you say, and you begin to read and you say, oh yeah, my balance, my debt to sin is paid in full. danger is we put more in the physical side of paying those bills off than we do paying off Christ. And the danger is, see, sometimes we'll commit a sin to pay off a debt. Mm. Mm. Y'all might get there going home. We'll commit a sin to pay off a debt. But see, Christ has paid a debt because of the sins that we have committed. Somebody's saying, hmm, so let me move on. Hmm. But he was our redemption, church. And before we close, I promise, Brother Don, but he's not here. I said, Brother Don, we're going to get out of here early today. But before we close, church, and we look at the man that's in the middle, a lot of times we say, oh, you know, it's, it's, salvation is free. It's free for us, but it costs the man in the middle a whole lot. And so when I see somebody just wearing a cross, and I look at it and I say the cross is just an instrument used to kill and to torture. And every once in a while you'll see one where they have a little man on it with his head bent down. But we need to pay more attention to the man that was hanging in the middle than we do just the instrument that's used. And so as we come to a close, I want us to look at what it cost Christ. Because someone once said, all of heaven is interested in the cross of Christ. But hell is terribly afraid of it. But man is the only being who more or less ignores its true meaning. And when we look at that, even before Christ went to the cross, he had already endured more than the average man, we say, can endure. They beat him with a cat of nine tails. It's a piece of, of leather. It either has little bits of metal or, or or glass in it, and every time it would connect into the flesh of Christ, and they would pull it out, it's pieces of flesh coming out with it. Could you endure what Christ endured? So when we say, oh, it didn't cost anything, and we take all of this for granted, they stripped him of his clothes, and they put a robe on him. They made a crown of thorns, and they smashed it down on his head. They blasphemed against him, and they bowed down before him, making fun of him. But you know how somebody said, he who laughs, 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 laughs best. 
See, a day is coming that those that bowed down before him and mocked him are going to now have to bow down before him and ask for mercy. They, they spat on him. They plucked out his beard. They forced him to carry his own cross. And that's what hits home to me. You're carrying the very instrument that's going to be used for your crucifixion. That's just like somebody saying, Brother Bell, you know we got to shoot you. So I want you to go over there and, and, um, you know, and pick out one of these handguns and then bring it back to me. Can you imagine? He's already been beaten. He's weak. He's losing blood. He's tired, yeah. mentally, yeah. physically. And then he's carrying his cross. And like I said before, it's easy to wear it, but it's hard to bear it. And he gets to a point to where the weight is so heavy that he stumbles. And someone has to come help him yeah. the rest of the way. But now this is your savior. This is my savior. This is the man in the middle. So when you just wear the cross and you don't bear it, you're saying everything that you went through, I don't even care. But when he gets to Calvary and they nail him to the cross, seven inches long, three-eighths of an inch in diameter, and they're nailing that through his hands and through his wrist and through his feet. And can you imagine that when they, if that were not enough, when they dropped that cross into the hole, what it did to his body. He's still nailed to the cross. And every time he exhales, he can't get air back in because of the way that his body is positioned. So he's gasping for air. Nailed to the cross. Thirsty. Weak from what he's gone through. But nevertheless, it's not for him. It's for us. And if that were not enough, he was thirsty. But look at what they wanted to give my Lord and my Savior. But it was that way for a, for a purpose. It was for your sin. It was for my sins. But every once in a while, we need to go back to Calvary. And we need to process this through our minds, what Christ went through. And every once in a while, we just need to focus. You might be at work one day, and they said, and they shake it. What are you thinking about? I'm focusing on the cross. And if you do that, church, it'll put your life in perspective. Because it'll force you to say, this little bit of pleasure I had over here for a little while fails in comparison to what Christ went through. So I need to do better. 
That's why I say at one point as a child of God, we got to get fed up and be filled up. But when we can envision him on the cross, church, and what he went through, it should change our lifestyle because he did all of that to redeem us. Because before this, we were, we were separated from God. Can you imagine what it's like to be separated? Well, you know, I, I, sometimes I equate it to, you know, I can't swim. Y'all going to laugh at me when I say this, but we went, on, we went on vacation a couple years ago. And it was a little, what do you call it, a little kiddie pool thing that goes around and around. You know, water's not that deep. But they had these inner tubes. You know, you could get in the inner tube, you know, probably just big enough to put your rear end in. You could lay back and you just go around. I tried to put my rear end in there. That thing flipped over. Mm. <laughs> and you talk about somebody scared. All I could see when I opened my eyes up was just the bottom of that thing in water. And I could not catch my breath. And that's I equate that to being separated from God because I couldn't breathe. And when you can't breathe, you know how your life sometimes, all I wanted was air. If we live our life like that, all I want is Jesus. All I want is to live my life for him. But when I was able to turn myself right side up, and come back to the top, and I got my senses back, I was looking around. I was saying, man, I hope nobody saw me. <laughs> and as I got back in it and I went around a little corner, a lady said, I see you got in it. <laughs> so we talked about that boat a couple weeks ago. I'd love to see everybody in it, in that boat. But the man in the middle. Because he can make all of the difference in your life. He's a good God, church. He has paid it all in full. So as we close, just like the two men that were hanging on either side of Christ, we have a decision to make. We have a decision whether we're going to hang on this cross or whether we're going to hang on this cross. But the choice is yours. And if you open your eyes and you find yourself in a devil's hell, it won't be because of what you have done. It will be because of what you refused to do. And that is to accept Christ as your personal Savior. So as we close, I want to close on John, 13, on John chapter 3 and verse 18. And it says, now he that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already. Because he have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world. And men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Redemption can be yours today.
because of what the man in the middle did at Calvary. God still has a plan of salvation today, church. You simply have to hear the word of God, believe what it is you have heard. Repent of your sins and confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God. Be baptized in this watery grave of baptism for the remission of those sins. And the Revelation writer says you have to live faithful unto death. And even if you step out of the light, God has made provisions. Because all you have to do is just repent of those sins. And he puts you right back in line where you stepped out at. If you need prayer, the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So if you just in need of prayer this morning, come and make that request known. But most of all, if you are here this morning and you are not a member of the body of Christ, Amen. you are in and you are still hanging on that cross of rejection. And if you accept him today as your personal savior, right. you have the opportunity of being with him in paradise. So we're going to ask you to stand and we're going to extend the invitation. And as you examine yourself, as always, we say examine yourself based upon the word of God. And if you see that you are lacking in any of those areas, this is your opportunity to correct them. May we stand, please. Will you, may you come. May there be one this morning. To him I freely give. Will you come, please? I will ever love and trust in Do we have one this morning? His You're not coming to me. Because I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. But we serve a God today. But whatever it is you're going through, we thank you. Maybe have another this morning. I surrender all. May there be another this morning. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender all. at his feet. I bow worldly pleasures all forsaken take me Jesus take me now I surrender Thank you for listening this morning, and I don't know if you wear a cross or not, 
or you come in contact with someone throughout the course of the week. But as you look at it and you focus in on that cross, please don't forget the man in the middle and what he endured on our behalf. So sometimes you have to look past the symbol and concentrate on the sacrifice. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Brother Spivey, for that message. Uh, so true. So true of a message. Uh, the same type of cross that these I hung on was the same type that Christ was on. Same cross, but the, the power was Christ. So powerful. Appreciate that, Brother, Brother Spivey. Beautiful message. <clears throat> we have two that have responded. Uh, Sister Pillar is asking for our prayers for her daughter, Yolanda. She says, Yolanda, my daughter, is having health issues. Uh, uh, pray for her and also keep Alicia, her daughter, in our prayers as well. <clears throat> also, Sister Jerice Bonds, uh, she is acknowledging that she has sinned and asking for God's forgiveness and also asking for the prayers of the church. <clears throat> we thank you for those responses. We know God, God is truly able to grant us our requests. Let's bow for prayer. <clears throat> Our Father God in heaven, we are thankful once again, Father, for this day that you blessed us with. <clears throat> a day, Father, that you saw fit for us to be able to get up and to arise and to worship you on this Lord's Day, this first day of the week. Thankful, Father, for the love of the saints that we've had uh, together at this time to worship you. And we pray, God, that we've all worshiped and assemble, Father, for the very purpose, God, of, of, of worshiping and serving you, to be edified, Father, in that truth. <clears throat> we are thankful, God, for Brother Spivey, who presented the message to us this morning. <clears throat> thankful for the message, and we pray for his continuing zeal and love and health and strength to continue, Father, to preach thy word. <clears throat> and us as do us, Father, we are granted the opportunity, God, to to come together and embrace the love and the fellowship and the unity that we have when we assemble together. <clears throat> Father, you've heard the request of those that have been made known, Sister, a prayer uh, request, Father, for health of Sister Parrish's daughter, Yolanda, and also a granddaughter. We know, God, that all power of healing lies within you, and we pray, God, that you will touch uh, their alien body to restore, Father, their body back to their natural health. But we pray, God, whatever state that we find ourselves in, Father, may we be spiritually right with you. <clears throat> we ask a prayer for Sister Jerice, who acknowledged, God, that she has sinned. Uh, thank the Father for her, her, her not willing to leave this building in that state and for her acknowledging, God, that she has sinned and her confession to be made known. We know, God, that you are faithful and true always to forgive. And we pray, God, you will continue to build her up and strengthen her that she will be that stronger vessel tomorrow than she has in the past. <clears throat> be with all of us, God, in, in our endeavors to serve you. <clears throat> Again, God, we don't ask that you remove the mountains that we need to climb, uh, the valleys that we need to cross, and the rivers, God, that we need to swim. But we simply ask you, God, for the strength of endurance uh, that in all the obstacles that we face, we are more than conquerors through you. Thankful so much for Christ, who is your son and our Savior. Thankful for each person that is here on this day, and may you continue to bless us.
for we ask this prayer in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. On a bending knee I come, with a humble heart I come, bowing down before your holy Lifting holy hands to you as I pledge my love anew. I worship you in spirit. I worship you in truth. Make my life a holy praise unto you. Make my life a holy praise unto you. One thing, brother, is probably for the most of the message. Not this moment, as we focus on the collection and the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ. Let us please notice page 869. That's page 869. Let us break very together. found let's sing let us break bread together on our knees let us break bread together on our knees when I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. Let us drink the cup together on our knees. When I fall on my knees with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me. Let us praise God together on our knees. And let us praise God together on our knees. When I fall on my knees, with my face to the rising sun, O Lord, have mercy on me.
us say amen again. And we think, Brother Spivey, the gospel has been preached in this place today. We receive it wholeheartedly, believing that Jesus is indeed the Son of God that died for all of our sins. In the book of Luke, chapter 6 and verse 38, regarding the offering, the Bible says, Give, and it shall be given unto you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. For with the same measure ye meet with all, it shall be measured unto you again. Let us bow our heads. Gracious God, we thank you for the offering that has been lifted, just a portion of the blessing that you have given unto us. We have returned unto you in good faith, believing that you will utilize it for the purpose of the upbuilding of your blessed kingdom. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for rendering a portion uh, to us that we may live and carry ourselves. And we thank you, Lord, that you have lifted up your good grace upon us and blessed us according as thou have seen fit. The Bible says uh, that you will see to our needs according to your riches in glory. And we lift up thanks to your holy name. In the name of Jesus is our prayer. Let us all say amen. 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 Regarding the Lord's Supper, we are reminded that Christ died for the ungodly. Paul said, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which has been broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes. Let us bow and ask the Lord's blessings. Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for the sacrifice that you made on Calvary's cross, the shedding of your precious blood that our sins might be remitted. Master, we lift up our belief in you and we lift up our dedication to you for all that you have done that brought the salvation of our souls. We ask that I will bless this bread, bless this wine, that you would change it from its temporal to your spiritual nature, that we may receive it with our minds stayed on the great sacrifice that you made, that we all might have a right to the blessed tree of life. We lift up your name and give you thanks. Ask it all in the name of Jesus for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. amen. Let us take this moment and prepare. picture of uh, the suffering of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ on our minds. Let us commune together, receiving the bread, which symbolizes the body of Christ, and the blood, which was shed for the remission of our sins. After they had finished in the upper room, they sang a hymn and went out into the Mount of Olives. Let us be reminded that olive means peace. Therefore, my brothers and my sisters, walk in the peace of God.
Before, excuse me, before we bring our service to a close, we have a visitor with us today. His name is Mr. Jack Shaler. He's a newcomer to the community. If you'd like to stand or raise your hand. All right. Thank you for worshiping with us. We also uh, hope and pray this is not your last time with us as well. Also, another reminder, be pictures for all teachers in the youth committee after service. All right, now as we close our service, let's please notice page 111, page 111. Come with that love the Lord. We've seen the first verse of page 111. All found, let's please stand and sing. Come we that love the Lord, and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord, join in a song with sweet accord. And thus surround the throne, and thus surround the throne. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. Church, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to be able to be here today to worship you in spirit and truth. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this beautiful fellowship that we share one with another and with you as well. We hope and pray, Heavenly Father, that everything that we've been about doing throughout the course of this service has truly been pleasing and acceptable to thee. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you continue to be with each and every member here as well as their families. We ask also, Heavenly Father, that you continue to be with the messenger who shared with us a portion of your word this morning. We hope and pray, Heavenly Father, that as it encouraged us and built us up, that we will continue to carry that with us throughout the course of this week, if it be your will. And we pray, Heavenly Father, as we are about to leave this place, that you continue to bless us, keep us safe. And we ask also that you be with those who had the desire to be here today, but for some reason beyond their control, they could not do so. Continue to bless us and keep us safe in your care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.